Welcome to the jungle, everybody. This is Show to V with Mike G, the show of life, the show of Kavados, the show of wine, the show of working security at sororities at UT in the early 2000s. And today's guest is Austin veteran Josh Loving from Fino, from Midnight Cowboy, from Jeffries. These are all things Josh has been known for. But if, if none of these ring a bell, you'll most certainly know him by his new place that's opening up this week called Small Victory. I talked to Josh about jazz guitar, high school, college, working, cooking, the the whole thing. I mean, Josh has been in all aspects of the business, and it's really clear that one thing is really the most important thing to Josh, and that is take care of people, be nice, and give them a great experience. I hope you enjoy this really, really in-depth conversation with Josh, and I got to know a lot about him, and I hope that you do too. So without further ado, here is Josh Loving. I hear, all right, five minutes, guys, and it's oh, last shit. call. <laughs> so I was just like, okay. So was it like a series of teams? Yeah, like, yeah. Like- well, it wasn't even, it was just like, you know, Tober wanted uh, however many, I can't remember how many bartenders did it, but yeah. uh, it was three at a time. Okay. And three, the slots, so a team of three. Every 20 minutes. Wow, that's yeah. fucking, how, and so it was like only eight to or, yeah, uh, 10 to 12 10 to 12 yeah right. it's two hours right right oh that's crazy right so it was fun because yeah you know that kind of bartending that speed bartending is uh i mean it's exhilarating but sometimes yeah. it's stressful and especially when you're like not familiar with the place yeah but when you know there's like a time limit and you're i just gotta do this and you I'm can done. see you can see the end of it I'm in sight right two drinks you know <laughs> one of them's a shot of fernet so all i need is a clean glass but i don't really care if it's clean because <laughs> That guy doesn't care. If it's clean. <laughs> care. But it was like the the you know, God damn it, I hate to even say it, but the who's who oh, yeah. of the the brilliant minds. I mean, I saw obviously Tober's there, yeah. Justin Elliott, Jason Cosmos, right? Yep. Uh, who yeah. Was he, on your team? he was throwing hats. Uh, he was throwing Kanye Brava hats. I caught one. Oh, was he really? I have almost all the '86 company swag. Their like, swag. Yeah. One of these days, I'm gonna be walking down, and I'll have duck feet. I'll have like a. <laughs> My Kanye Brava hat, my tequila cabeza hoodie and shirt. When are they hiring you? <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? Head, uh, new head of marketing, new so, head of PR. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe a more uh, lucrative career at times too, right? Yeah. My team was uh, me, Chris Bostic, and a guy I didn't even get to meet. He was oh, from really? San Antonio. Um, yeah, because by the time we went on, it was it was crazy. Yeah. I mean, it was like full pack full, and all that. Yeah, I mean, it was like full throttle. JR was kind of, he was the MC in the back bar uh-huh. while Tober was just an out. MC. Yeah. The, the, the MC. The, front, and, the and Bill guess, Bellamy of yeah. Box Table. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so I'm like asking JR, like, just where? And then he's just, I don't know. You yeah. Know, like, do this, put this there, you know? So it's, a, it's, a, it's, in, it's a great thing. And I mean, 
on the music side of it, I recall like lots of us getting together. I remember. Do you remember how long you been in Austin though? Ninety nine. Ninety nine. Oh, so you remember Handsome Joel? Do you remember that situation? He was a door guy or sound guy at Emos. Mm, and he was uh, good, good dude. But nonetheless, okay. like he was biking home off of Riverside. This is early two thousands, and actually, we I think we played a show that night. And he was driving, or rather biking back Riverside. Somebody hit him and killed him. And so for months after, you know what I mean? Like the the community, the music community at that point, like really rallied together to just make sure that we supported it and we raised as much money as possible, you know? So this is not a different piece at all. This is another kind of community rallying behind a cause. And it is, what form of cancer was it? Uh, I don't remember. I can't remember uh, yeah, either. they didn't. Um, we, well, I'm we not didn't sure it ever it. got that. Yeah, I don't even yeah, know if it got. It didn't that get detail. that explicit even at the event. Yeah, but, um, but it was his, whose son was it? It was uh, Chef Carlos. The chef's son. Yeah, okay. uh, he's. I've met him before because he came in uh, to half step with the executive chef. Yeah, uh, Joe. Yeah, Jim. and uh, and he's. I think he's kind of like his sous chef or sort of his recipe guy. Like yeah. Joe has. He, he described it one night. He's like, if I have an idea that I can't quite figure out, this is my guy. I give he it can, to. He so, can do it. He can. Yeah, it was it, his yeah. his son. I mean, it was. It seemed like it was wrangled together pretty quickly too. Very much so. Yeah. So it's funny because I, I think, think that <laughs> seemingly yeah. right, but maybe bartenders get a bad rap for being disorganized, or maybe that they don't have details in mind and stuff but this proves just the opposite right like you had a shit ton of people getting involved being orderly creating drinks and it was all very very organized and i mean how do you feel that the the austin community can really rally together that way yeah i mean that's uh i think it goes i think there's something to be said about the bartender lack of organization because it's we we definitely have like our mise en place sure, sure. Yeah. <laughs> when we're working uh-huh. and then we, you know, try to kick out an event last minute like this. But I mean, every event, no matter what is going to have an element of the unknown yeah. or a surprise or whatever you want to call it. And I mean, you just, Shrug your shoulders, put your head down, just and do it. Do right? it. Worker, it's, it's I mean, fine. Yeah, get it done. I mean, I, I, that's. I mean, I would say like as far as the the bartender is the cook of the front of house. Yeah, definitely oh, yeah. for sure. They have to like make the thing that people want, but they mm-hmm. also have to serve the thing that people want, yeah. and they have to figure out the problem. Yeah, and, just and solve do, it and solve and, it. Yeah, right at the then. same time. So with like. Yeah, it can look like it's out of control or something like that. Mm. But at the end of the day, it's like quietly controlled chaos. Yeah, you know. Did did the the cause resonate deeper with you because you're a father? Oh, I, oh my god, I like teared up. Yeah, and left the room because I didn't want to be like. <laughs> I mean, I'm around. So I mean, I'm kind of I'm not a hermit bartender, but yeah. I'm definitely You're a fa- seemingly a family man, right? Yeah. Like I don't go out that much. Yeah, yeah, I work. I have my son. That's about it. You yeah. know, uh, I like to go out, but sure. I, I can't. I can't do it five nights a week. So I do it five nights a year. You yeah. know, yeah, which uh, is <laughs> so different, but it's good. It's so I, good. yeah. I go to uh, I I go to this thing, and my God, the bartending community 
every time I turn around, it's like another 20 new faces sprout up and they all yeah. know each other. Yeah. So I'm kind of like, well, I guess I should know who these people are <laughs> because I know him. Are you being pushed out, Josh? Him. I know, <laughs> yeah. I know. It's, like, it's hard because you get older and you're like, like if I don't keep in touch, man. going to the, the dog going to pasture, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh, I was totally there, um, like tearing up when, I can't remember who was speaking, but I was just like, okay, I need to go outside because a bunch of strangers are looking at me now, you know? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. It's interesting. I, I mean, I, I'm not a father and I will never, well, perhaps maybe someday, but I don't understand what that feels like. But I can't imagine anything worse than having to be presented with this set of circumstances, you know? Uh, helplessness is the only thing. I, I mean, that's probably what kind of went through my head at yeah. that point because it's like I I have a like a an amazing child yeah he, how old is he now four and a half cool um i feel blessed i'm not a spiritual person but right, i right. can something larger than I yourself can, i right? can co-op yeah. that word for these purposes because you know he's healthy he's smart mm-hmm. all the whole 10 fingers 10 toes thing yeah but it goes beyond that like he's just got such a rad personality uh his mom and i are good like parent partners yeah. you know like we our schedules are wacky but we still make it work and whatnot mm-hmm. um yeah so i feel like i've i've got a good a good thing how do you man i always think my friend i uh, recently had a daughter he was hope we were talking the last time i talked to him we were having drinks he's like yeah you know my wife's pregnant and i'm like oh that's that's great man and he's like yeah i really want to have a son he's like typical el paso dude lived there his whole life um i'm not sure what typical el paso dude ex- means except that he's hispanic and he likes sports that's it. That's all I know. Oh, yeah. But yeah, and it. I know so many El Paso dudes yeah. that are typical. So, yeah, so and I, you know, I know exactly I, what you mean. Exactly right. Yeah. But he, he's a great guy, career yeah. driven, and he's like, yeah. If I have a daughter, I don't know what the fuck I'm gonna do. <laughs> <laughs> and lo and behold, I, he has a daughter. And he's yeah. like at a loss. I mean, what do you, what do you do? Yeah. So you, you, ba- there's about to be a little bit of a sigh of relief that you have a son. You know, it's a little, maybe it's not easier, but at least like, oh shit, well, at least I was a, I was a kid once, a boy, I, I yeah. kind of understand. And I was a hell in a hand, I'm not hell, I wasn't a hell in a hand, but I was a hell yin. Yeah. Uh, and it's funny because I see him, or I see me and him mm-hmm. big time, or at least what I understand to be me right, at his right. age. And I'm like, I got to cut you some slack because you're way better than i know i was and he would never he'll never know and right? he'll, never know <laughs> he'll never know because i i mean yeah i feel like i feel like i don't cut him as much slack because it's like he doesn't for example i live right by a mcdonald's mm-hmm. and to him that mcdonald's is a blank space in the universe he's never acknowledged doesn't it doesn't resonate at all doesn't know what it that's is that's amazing because we i live by dan's hamburgers if we're gonna go get a hamburger we walk to dan's and he totally he knows what that it. is right oh yeah that's he great. asked for it by name that's amazing yeah and, and uh i just and, and i'm not even you know necessary i mean i would never eat at mcdonald's again not if i had to yeah well, maybe i would but um, Fri- the fries are still pretty good. The fries are good. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, you know, it's a principle thing. Sure. First, absolutely. Yeah. And it's not that hamburgers are the best food in the world, but like I, having, you know, grown up, gone to, you know, college and whatnot through the whole, uh, 
the whole movement of foodie yeah, culture yeah. and all that. Knowing where uh, your food comes from. Right, and, yeah. right. <laughs> Even though I'm talking about Dan's hamburgers. <laughs> but no, it's like he drinks Topo Chico. That's his treat. Really? And he loves it and he craves it. And I hated Topo Chico up until I was like 15. Yeah. I went to Mexico I, a lot as a kid and my, and my whole deal. family drank it. Yeah, but Be- you didn't. But I was like, God, that shit sucks. Because yeah. it didn't taste like anything. Yeah. But now so it's it great. It like aggressive bubbles and <laughs> exactly. now I crave it. Yeah. Aggressive bubbles. Yeah, and since I've been giving uh, Elliot, my son, uh, Topo since he was, you know, a day. Yeah, yeah. A day old, he craves it too. That's, a, that's you know, it, it feels, God, I hate even more use this word, but it feels so progressive. Like he is just already... A couple phases so ahead than man. I'll ever be. Yeah, yeah. Is that is it, that's got to be a great feeling. Well, I, I think I mean this is a cliche, but that's what every parent says. They want their kid to be better than they are, yeah, or have the opportunities or or whatever. Like, right. I learned hard mistakes or whatever, and you'll have your own. But I'm in control. I'm I'm shepherding your life. Yeah, yeah. You know, not in control. But I am. Yeah. You know, but to, I as have, much as you can. Right. The right. invisible hand. Exactly. Right? Yeah. Um, so I'm going to teach you what is good and what is bad. Yeah. What to eat, what not to eat. And I, I think, you know, being a person that loves to cook and works in this industry and whatnot, you know, three meals a day at least mm-hmm. as we eat. Yeah. That is the biggest guide for what makes a person is I it, think. it well and i i agree too it's it's whether changes or not that's become, true no but it but it doesn't matter if it's true for everybody but there is something and it and i guess i'll have to kind of assume do you mean the process of sitting down and having a meal with your family is the important part or is it merely that, just the and, nutrition and just part? the raw ingredients yeah. yeah the the diet they're in yeah. you know like he He's a four-year-old kid. He likes candy. Sure, who doesn't but like candy? But we still have his little Halloween bucket of candy. Because still stuff in there? Yeah. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. He'll ask for it, and I'll say no, and he'll just, okay. Hmm. Yeah, you know, <laughs> and then I'll say yes, and it's not like he has to, like, if I let him go at it, he'll uh-huh. probably finish the whole thing. Yeah. But I don't, there's never, like, a fight about it, you know, like. It's so, it's, you have such a, like, a diplomatic relationship. Yeah. What, this is not what I've learned about fatherhood. This is not at I, all what I've I, learned I about it. I feel like I've totally caught a break. Cause yeah. like, he definitely, he, um, uh, he, he's strong-willed, yeah. you know. Uh, Stubborn, you mean? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's a, uh, he's a. Taurus and uh, oh, bull, bull, yeah, almost Taurus Aries cusp, which is oh, like, oof, geez, yeah. god, yeah, fiery and bullheaded in the Chinese zodiac. He's a rabbit, and they're shy, yeah, and talented, and they get along with everyone, and they're lucky. Mm-hmm. So that's the balance there, like because he is, he is definitely like in his little class at daycare. He's always the sort of assertive one that everyone follows, yeah. you know, because um, of his charisma, but. You know, I introduce him to someone new, and he like shies away and really? looks down. You know, so maybe something about the the comfort of the familiarity of the social circle. That, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah for yeah. sure. Yeah. It's interesting. In his own comfort level, he'll yeah. just be the he'll the, thrive. Yeah. Yeah. The sore thumb. That's so cool. Yeah. 
It's it just it's it's interesting. It's I I can vicariously live through you as a father, which sure. which is nice. A lot of people do, you know, because yeah. I'm already like wrinkled enough. I don't think <laughs> I need another source of stress like yeah. right now. You yeah. know, no. I'm sure you don't don't either. But so you, when you talk about you guys were your family was visiting Mexico a lot. Is that to say that you grew up in Texas? Yeah, I'm from uh, Corpus. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, that's awesome. Did you go to do do beach bum lifestyle at some point? Yeah, totally. Did, did you? Yeah. yeah, I I was born in Houston. Uh, Where but, about in Houston? Uh, mid city, basically. Oh, okay. Um, a hospital that's no longer there. I can't even remember the name of it. Mm-hmm. Um, my family uh moved from Missouri to Corpus in the early seventies. Uh, they um. Hurricane Celia mm-hmm. uh, before my time. Unfortunately. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This was you know seventy one, seventy two. Uh, knocked down some properties that my grandfather was involved, like owning, managing. Uh-huh. Oh, excuse me. And um, and so they moved to Houston for about a decade, but they had bought a house in Corpus that they. Oh, kept. okay, okay. So when did when do you come about? You so, an 81? Kid? Yeah, eighty one. Okay, yeah, so yeah, you're younger early eighty one. Thirty four now. Uh, yeah, I'll be 35 in January. Oh, cool. Yeah. What, are you in Aquarius? Uh-huh. What, do, what date? In January 27th. No shit. Yeah. February 4th. There you go. There we go, dude. Yeah. Do you ever meet other Aquariuses? Oh, I gel so well with them. Me too. Yeah. Or we're different, like completely different. Yeah. It's strange. I, I've, I've seen that. Yeah. It's really weird. Yeah. I met the hippie version of myself one time. <laughs> like, he even kind of looks like me. And like, you're the hippie version of me. Yeah. I'm way more uptight. You make me feel like an asshole. Like this fucking person, you know? So, well, how was, were you like, and we, we talked about this a little bit, where you were playing guitar and you had yeah. this hollow body. Gratch, right? Or, yeah. Uh, Guild. Guild, sorry. X-170. Yeah, the other, the yeah. other G. Yeah, yeah. Was that something? I always wanted a Gretsch, Dude, but I, didn't I had get around a, to it. Oh, I had a Gretsch one time. Yeah. It was really good. Sold yeah. it. I still regret selling yeah. that guitar. But was that something that kind of guided your social life in, in high school and stuff, playing music? Yeah, definitely. I um, So my I have a friend group that we're all still tight. Oh, yeah? Yeah, about, about eight guys. Really? Yeah, we all grew up from as little as five years old to some of them started joining the group in second third fourth grade oh that's so cool but we all like we have a group chat and you know really some of them live in new york a couple of them live here like we're all really tight Mm -hmm. um we try to get together you know around the holidays and whatnot but two of those guys we were in a uh classical guitar trio in high school which one of you was uh i think i'm mendovia the the sergio man the the main one I, uh, that's gonna, I'm gonna pass it because I can't remember what his name is yeah. now. But he's really, really good stuff. But anyway, so you're playing in a trio. Yeah. Do you guys determine who's bass, soprano, baritone, alto? Is that how it works? No, I mean, it's, uh, we were playing um, just a couple, like some modern pieces. Uh, like we competed in UIL, placed oh, no and shit. all that. Yeah, we were, we were not bad. That's you cool. know, yeah. uh, All nylon string? Or uh, yeah. It, yeah. 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 Um, and, uh, and, so I was doing classical guitar, and then I also was in the jazz band as the only jazz guitarist. No so shit. Is this that middle was school? Why I, or high no, school? that was high school. Yeah, that, that was why That's I so bought cool. the Guild. Was yeah. I worked this really crappy job. Um, well, no. I mean, looking back, maybe it was, it was pretty rad. It, well, it was a greasy spoon. Yeah. You know, this uh, divey restaurant, live music place in Corpus. Um I was a cook. It was my first job. Is what 
set me down this <laughs> this path hospitality this path, sordid yeah. path <laughs> yeah and i worked there for like 10 months my junior year and i'm pretty sure all the money i made went to that guitar like that just Man. to show yeah what you earn you know yeah, of course in 97 or whatever as a, a good year as though. a cook yeah. yeah i was earning like 565 an hour or something like that <laughs> shit that's right 97 yeah. that's about yeah. right yeah, yeah. 515 yeah. like terrible wage we'll give you a raise here's you can order off the executive menu for your lunch <laughs> You could have a ham and cheese yeah. instead of just a cheese. Just sandwich. a cheese. Yeah. <laughs> so we, did you? What were the, were you? Did you have aspirations of having a career in music, or was it just like a I nice don't know? Escape or... Yeah, I. So I went to UT, and it's kind of hard to say what what I was even like thinking with music because I've always loved it, yeah. but I was I'm, I got frustrated with it because, um, I especially like the jazz band thing, right? Yeah. Um, I was in a quintet that was in the jazz band i was Mm -hmm. in the jazz band um but i always struggled with improvisation really and it made me just like ah fuck it like befuddled you like yeah like i if it came to like music theory and chord structure and Uh all that yeah i could do that that was great you know but put in a sense put on your own right i would just be like like you know just like (laughs) harmonic yeah yeah i would do a lot of uh you know triad stuff because i knew that would but then that sounded so basic you know right right and i was um yeah i don't know i just never uh i never felt comfortable in my skin yeah even though i loved it Sure. So it was weird. Well, that's a whole nother step. So I, 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 I almost majored in fine arts at UT. I was, what what uh, did you end up majoring in reality then? Uh, liberal arts. Liberal arts. Uh, yeah. I finished with history and geography. and Because it was a particular interest because the fine arts yeah. stuff didn't work out. Well, the fine arts thing didn't work out because at the time, and I think they've eventually might have gotten rid of this, maybe not. Uh-huh. But you couldn't major in guitar as a jazz focus. You had to do classical uh-huh. And even though I was, yeah, like, you playing that that's what I did yeah. before. Sure, I kind of was over it. You know, yeah. um, it's just that time when you're 18 and it's it's, like, it's hard. You're like you rebel against everything. Right. And you don't really know why. And I've moved out of my. You know, like I'm in. I'm in my own new place. Yeah, were you city. in the dorms at UT? Yeah, yeah. Jester? No, oh, I, I remember at, nights at Jester. Yeah. Even though I didn't go to UT, but no, places. I was at. Uh, I was in Roberts. Oh, it's uh, not bad. It's yeah, no, it's cool. Yeah, I liked it. I mean, it was one year an apartment mm-hmm. um no i don't know like i uh in high school i had my my friend group we played a beyond just the uh the uh classical trio yeah we had like a jam band that just played grunge and metal and just the, the other stuff Ska the louder punk. stuff yeah right? yeah, yeah. and so there were times i guess where i thought like yeah it'd be great to be in a band but um did you did you find so man i almost with with like a stammering single note harmonic i remember my first guitar solo for jazz band uil mm-hmm. it was just like getting this blunt dissonant thing but anyway so but i i, I somehow it, that ended up working out and i i loved writing because for some reason it was my way to express my unique vision on music and stuff so is it it was it also the case that like since you couldn't solo or perhaps like even improv- improvise, 
that you were not able to write songs for yourself too? Yeah. Uh, what I would do is when I would play like by myself in my room, Yeah. I would be fine. Yeah. It was that feeling. It's not even stage fright, but it was like, if I'm with the group, sure. Sure. If I'm like, and if I'm even just completely carbon copying a solo or You're something from like it. a pop song, yeah, I can do that. But it was just that notion of like, now you're playing, everyone's watching you, and whatever comes out is purely from your head. Yeah. <laughs> you like, don't want to yeah, be I accountable for yeah. it? Yeah. I that's can't so, do that. That's interesting. Yeah. I had, so this is funny. Um, there's a, there's, I think he actually passed away now, but famous jazz guitarist, Al Viola. He used to play. Dude, I, I remember that guy. Yeah, yeah. He sat in with my jazz, my, my high school jazz band. Oh my God, he was so nice. Uh, sweet old man. He must have been in the 70s then. So he, he mm. would, if he did not pass away, he'd be like 100 now. Um, he had such a sweet guitar. Yeah. I think it was like uh, like one of the, uh, like West Montgomery Gibson uh, G5 or oh, L5 or whatever that's called. The L5, ones that were way out of my price range. Five always, grand. Yeah. Always still. Yeah. And um, oh, it was so crazy because we were playing some like, it was a standard. It was a Duke Ellington song or something mm -hmm. like that. Satin doll or something. And uh, watching him, just the fluidity and like he's talking to me and looking at me and doing and playing a doing chord it. solo. Yeah. Oh like my the whole God. solo he's playing is just chords. And he's like, see, and telling me what he's doing. Like I'm, you know, going from yeah. A augmented, blah, 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 blah. Right. And I was just like, I, I'll never get to that level. That's <laughs> In, that's an insane you know, level like of competency. That's, that's talent. Yeah. And I might be like, I might have the drive, mm -hmm. but I don't know if I have the talent. And that's kind yeah. of what always was in the back of my head. Yeah, you know, yeah. like I can be the rhythm guy yeah. like all day long. You know, I'll keep the, you know, like I like to play bass or drums, but yeah, guitar yeah. was always the thing I played. Um, so it's like, yeah, I'll, I'll just jump, 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 you know, Freddie Green it the whole time. <laughs> yeah. And then, so I'm doing that. It's like, okay, now you go. <laughs> just like, oh, yeah. like just sad face. A series of down. car accidents. Yeah, I know. I mean, that's, I'm that's sure it was okay. But, yeah. But yeah, that and was he's probably like, just you keep at it. Yeah. Gosh, you, you do it. It was probably better than I remember it because I, think he even said as much but it was just one of those things where you know especially with jazz um you if you get on a wrong lick and yeah. you just can't find your way off of it uh -huh. it sounds like well i mean i guess it's okay if it's like super free jazz right, or whatever. right. just chromatic all right. the way yeah. up and back down you know like i'll find it it's in there um yeah no so i uh that was my my time with jazz. So what drove drew, drove you to geography and history? That was our particular time. Yeah, I kind of danced around different majors, and I had, uh, you know, I don't credit uh, the Corpus Christi Independent School District for mm -hmm. really setting me on my higher education. Yeah, let's path. not credit them. I no. don't want to. <laughs> I went to my guidance counselor uh, to talk about college my senior year, and she's like, you know. And this isn't an indictment. Yeah. This is just kind of crazy. She's like, you know, you can think about trade school. 
what? And I was like, That's... I'm in the top 10% of my class. Like, aren't you supposed to tell me your dreams or your... Just, and... They're just right in your hand yeah. if you hold your hand out. And oh, I mean, it wasn't like... And I like, maybe now looking back on it, I uh, know the community I came from. And yeah. maybe that's why she was saying that. Like, I have to talk to, I had a huge graduate Did you ever class. wrong her? Did she have no. some kind of vendetta? That's so strange. Uh, she's a high school teacher, yeah. you know. Their whole life is, an, maybe. is a vendetta. That's yeah. true, yeah. yeah. Well, for some. For some, some of them. Not all of them. No, but I, the I ones love in teachers, Corpus, they, they plucked them from a. Uh, a very uh, a Stanford a unique, prison experiment. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, a very special place and <laughs> time in the world. Yeah. yeah, very weird group of people there. Well, so then, how do you how do you know how to go to college then? If if the people yeah, that I you're kind of looking up to are saying, "Well, trade school, you could be a good electrician." I mean, all my friends, you know, like, yeah. and, my, and of course, my my folks. I mean, I lived with my grandparents uh, as through middle school and high school yeah and so there was never a not like you have to go to college but it was kind of like i mean wouldn't be so bad if you could. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah you know wait so. so where were your folks in this period then? my dad lives in corpus uh-huh. but um the way my sort of personal history goes is uh when when i was when my mom and dad had me they were both super young they were like 23 24 yeah um that was late 70s early 80s they were party party yeah and my dad was a uh an electrician like mm. a journeyman going and they make you do all the like grunt work yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. so he he was having those like super late or like long days and whatnot right um and my mom was a bartender uh, my grandparents have uh, my dad, my uncle, my two aunts. So my aunt, my youngest aunt, is only 12 years older than me. Oh, no kidding. So she's like a big sister to sure, me. So sure. there was a point when I was around two years old that my grandparents were like, okay, well, we're moving back to Corpus. Uh, we think Josh should come with us. Yeah. For the stability. They just it, yeah. I guess. Yeah. Uh, and it's like, you know, they're living in like, my my grandfather owned this motel yeah. and in order to like give my pop a break mm-hmm. they just lived in this motel oh, i see but they were like we can provide a little bit more stability and sure. and and whatnot so it just kind of was this natural thing you know i have half brothers i have a half sister um but i practically grew up like a single child yeah with with like the exception the fifth, of like your aunt being right. a little bit younger, right, or not younger than you, older, but younger, right, a old, an older younger aunt, right, right. exactly. Like so, my were your folks? Son. Was it were they stay in Houston then? Well, so my dad and my uncle and I think my mom all shared an apartment, and my dad and my mom eventually split up uh, shortly thereafter. Gotcha. Uh, he moved. He and my uncle might have moved back to Corpus together or within like the year right right right. um and then i lived with him uh quite a bit actually in corpus uh he and he ended up uh remar- remarrying met my stepmom yeah yeah um i we didn't get along that great no uh, me like and my stepmom and uh and we get along great now uh but so the option to live with my grandparents is See always there bit. yeah it's always appealing i was just like Kind of the spoiled kid, yeah. You know, well, they uh, got you got all the attention to this day. Yeah, it's you great. know, I'm like the young one. Yeah, they they feel like, or even if they don't say it, I know that's <laughs> how they think. Yeah, that's what my aunt say. Yeah, 
what's that's it's interesting i mean man we all maybe not all this but i got that same kind of story it's like my you know my father my real father he, he just kind of left mm-hmm. found out my mom was praying. he's like eh, i didn't sign up for this work. i'm out of here right and so it's like you know you go you move on and you, yeah. you adapt you're a kid you don't give a shit you're resilient as anything when you're i mean kid. there is no it's not written anywhere that life is supposed to go a certain way yeah no other than hollywood you know? <laughs> yeah well you live and then you die yeah. i mean that's ultimately that's it, it. That's good. It leaves a lot of opportunity in the middle true. to form your own narrative. Right. So you get out of UT. When did you graduate? That would have been 2003. Okay. I did uh, not a victory lap, but kind of like a half jaunt uh-huh. just to finish, made sure I was ready. Yeah, yeah. Uh, really what it was was I, I had a final paper. I mean, talk about like just the stupidest thing ever. I had... I was a history major. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so to get back to your original question, um, I took a, I always liked history, yeah. but Corpus Christi ISD history is just kind of like history according to Donald Trump. Right. You know, which means it didn't exist 50 right. years ago. Exactly. Was, like there was, was there, a good old days and Holocaust, now there's what? This. What are you talking yeah, about? There's exactly. never Holocaust. And, uh, I mean, it might not have been that bad, but it was definitely, it wasn't until, you know, I went to the liberal education system with communists and socialists and learned about (laughs) other things. Women that don't shave their armpits. (laughs) So I took like these these Russian history classes and American history classes, like, Mm. you know, from uh, French and Indian War up to like Jacksonian. And I was like, dude, this is awesome. This is crazy. Mm. Like our history is. Yeah, to think that the capital was burned down. Yeah, you know, and they had to rebuild. That's insane. Yeah, just in the the epicenter of the country. Right. That the it was the French, right, or the Indians that burned it down. Now this is, goes to show I'm not a history major. Yeah, but there's some shit going down. Yes. Lots of war just down the street, basically. Right. I mean, it's transferred to a smaller class based and yeah. and I think based war. If but, you want, you know, if you just want the Cliff Notes. The last of the Mohicans pretty much tells all you need to know. Done. I love Daniel. Yeah. Uh, Daniel Day Lewis. Watch is that. Watch Platoon. You're good. <laughs> you know. How does Platoon figure into <laughs> That's it? American history. <laughs> That's true. Right, right there. We shot a lot of people. Yeah. They happen to be Asian. Then we came home, and Charlie Sheen has AIDS. Yeah. See, there you That's go. It. That's Boom. it. Boom. Yeah. Boom. Well, Willem Dafoe gets. It gets crazy. Well, no, Tom no, Berenger gets crazy. And he shoots him in the back. God, which so is terrible. funny because that's the picture on the front. And yes. you think that it's, it's victory. And you think it's uh, Charlie Sheen. Yeah. It's not. It's Willem Dafoe. Huge. Reaching. Oliver Stone, man. I know. Always so with good. those red herrings. I love yeah, Oliver Stone. Did you? How do you feel about Wall Street? We'll take it this brief tangent if you a film dude. The Gordon Gecko version? Yes, yes, oh, yeah. Sir. Oh, yeah. It's so good. So good. Still so pertinent too. Yeah. Oh my God. It's cr- you I watch watched it, now, it like oh, three years ago, and I was like, "This is not okay." Same. <laughs> this is nothing what's has changed. Right it's now. just larger now. And and we were supposedly made an example of what's his name, Jordan, whatever from Wolf of Wall Street. Oh you know? right, 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 like, right. That right. was supposed to be like, oh yeah, yeah we're cleaning these guys up. Pff, whatever. Dude. Yeah. Bunch yeah, of crap. No, that's crap. Yeah. So anyway. uh yeah, history uh, and geography turned out to be like maps and stories. Yeah. I like both of those things a did lot. Did you try? Did you try get to travel a lot when you were younger? Uh, not then. I traveled uh, because of being a wine buyer. Yeah. Um, I got to go to France and Italy 
and uh you know mexico a lot before yeah. when i was a kid but that's kind of like just going to south south texas when you say you know? kid i mean you had to have been of drinking age right well no when for mexico uh it was like just six years stuff. old until like 22 family stuff oh cool um for uh france and italy i went in 2009 yeah oh, that's pretty to, recent back back. to back yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So did, when did you, what did you do when you got out of school then? Were you, did you find that job? Were you teaching? No, no, I, uh, I, I totally, uh, so at first I had a job as a security guard, which really? was so cool. Man, yeah. you know, that's, that, that actually makes lots of sense. Yeah. It really does. Yeah. You have this, that, like, tall I was a security and kind of, guard uh, at, like, a couple of, at the, um, the Health and Human Services building right there by the, uh, uh, by the intramural fields. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that job was so bad. Was it, it, was, co- it was bad. Good. Bad. 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 I mean, it was back when the internet. It was okay to still operate Windows ninety five <laughs> on a Jesus. on a state computer. I mean, right, not really right. Windows ninety five. But, but no, um, it's it's antiquated as shit. Yeah, it yeah. was Internet Explorer. Ugh. Um, you're just sitting at a chair and making sure that when people buzz in they look like the same person that just looked on, that was on the screen two seconds before. <laughs> I mean, it's bad to be pixelated and like kind of uh, blurry. Uh, yeah, but know. still, I'm just sitting there and like, yep, Hey, yep. did you ever give anybody a hard time just to be a funny no. guy? No. And I thought it was so funny too, because so I'm at the health and human services building this. I only did that tour yeah. for like six weeks or something. But the shifts, man, they were from six to six and six to six. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. And you're just standing or sitting or nodding off yeah. at the, like, they had all these different posts and my um, commanding officer. Uh-huh. Well, I mean, we're literally talking about, I'm a security guard whose best weapon is a walkie talkie. Right. And even if you threw, like, you could throw it. Yeah. But that's about how useful it is. If, yeah. I mean, not to make light of anything, if this was like, nowadays like yeah. active shooter situation oh, i would have been worthless yeah, yeah you know so this uh um building or whatever state state agency mm-hmm. it's the health and human services my um commanding officer was clearly like a military and or law enforcement reject like oh, did not no. get make the cut yeah at all so he's overcompensation every yeah day, right? I, you you address me as lieutenant such and such not by his first name oh. i'm like you're such a really? poser you know that's like, terrible yeah you make i make 850 you make 925 yeah and you have a lot of stupid responsibility because they see that you think this is a career. Sure. And, and that's fine. Dude, that's totally fine. But you have cool. to be a dick about yeah. it. Don't yeah. take yourself that seriously. That's like, the worst on. thing, man. Yeah. So six weeks. Yeah. So you, you must have got this out of there real Well, quick. no, I did a couple different places because I was working. So I Oh, so it was it like a security company in different right. locations? Sort oh, of okay. um, subcontracted. Got out. it, got yeah. it. Yeah. I remember and, there's a Pinkerton for a long time. Do you <laughs> yeah, remember those guys? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the yeah. Pinkerton they did. agency yeah. from like Deadwood. Yeah, which yeah. which historically, do you remember where they started? In New York. Yeah, like well they were the scabs. Yeah. 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 That's where the whole thing started. Anyway, so yeah. take, take that. But so you what was I did the... so, uh, sorority houses. Oh how was that? Oh that was did dope. you enjoy that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> UT uh, sorority houses, I'm, I assume. UT. Yeah. I'll go ahead and, and admit uh, to the world, to a crime that I committed. Um, <laughs> oh, <Jesus>. They <laughs> they used to say they used to tell us uh, help yourselves to whatever you want. Yeah, 
Well, a sorority house is stocked like ridiculous. Right, like a Hyatt or something, right? Or like a Hyatt that is preparing for like nuclear winter. (laughs) And so they're like, you guys can have whatever you want. I mean, please take it. We're not going to eat it all. Oh my god! Because it's just constantly restocked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And my roommate and I are like, you serious? (laughs) And uh, like, yeah, of course. So the time that we would trade schedules uh-huh. would we would also trade like I had the car yeah and so we would share the car so we'd pull into the back and it's not like yes we were stealing but we were stealing with this sort of like take what you want that's yeah. easy to interpret steal as much I'm as you 22. want twenty two yeah yeah we're stoned you know <laughs> so we would it was like going to Sam's oh my for gosh. free that's amazing like our house was loaded with chips and veggie burgers and like <laughs> all the toilet paper like just <laughs> which is a, a very dude, valuable commodity yeah I mean we were broke that didn't come cheap you get the only that thing we couldn't pack. get there was beer but or you could sparks is what we oh, were drinking sparks. at the time yeah you know how many times i stayed awake because of that <laughs> <laughs> yeah that was that was that was the, some good days actually in yeah, austin yeah. When, so when was this like two 2002 2003 yeah the early days yeah it was good mm-hmm. when they still allowed you to put caffeine in an alcohol yeah. alcoholic bedroom that lots of innovation was done oh yeah i, I think I'm, i believe I think. so probably yeah so it sounds like that was actually a pretty good time, but when did you get fed up with it? No, I I um, I, I think I got fired. Mm, maybe I left. I yeah. can't remember. That's how inconsequential it was. Oh, right? yeah. Yeah. I, I even, like, I'm kind of a pack rat, so I kept my little badge uh-huh. and my lanyard <laughs> for the a lanyard. long time. Uh, <laughs> did you have a hat? No, oh. I didn't have to have a hat. No. Damn. Uh. I feel like what happened was, so I was working for my roommate's brother. He was kind of like the off the manager uh-huh. of the security company. And I feel like we lost some accounts and he just didn't have the shifts to go around anymore. Right, right. And so uh, I had, and I while I was in college, I had worked in restaurants. Doing uh, uh, serving? Back, everything. Everything. Uh, do you remember how long have you been here? Since two thousand. Okay, so do you remember Old Zoot, where Fabian uh, Rossi is? Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I started there. And oh, really? I started there in two thousand. Oh, wow. Yeah, because I, I, I remember going into work on September eleventh, and it was just like, bummer. Yeah. Uh, I, I worked there for quite a bit. So I, I was, you know, nineteen at the time I started, and I was a dishwasher. Uh, I had worked at a before that as a waiter at a at a small chain from Corpus that closed mm-hmm. up here. They had, yeah. a, they had a restaurant. Oh, interesting. Um, but yeah, so I, I wanted to cook so bad. Um, I actually, uh, a, I was going to drop out of college to go to culinary, to school? Go to culinary school. Mm-hmm. Um, I was taking French at UT. I applied to the, uh, Paul Bocuse school in mm-hmm. Lyon, France. Yeah. Oh, wow. Got accepted. You did. And this is at a time before culinary school became the like the thing money do, mill. Right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So I got accepted at a school that would have cost total about eighteen grand. Holy shit! How many years is that? Three for? years for eighteen. Grand? Well, you could do two, but if you did the third, that was like the management stuff. And yeah. so I was gonna do the two the year business element. Of yeah, 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 yeah. Like I wasn't. I was only twenty at the time. I wasn't quite ready to 
and I was getting so fed up with college. Like I yeah. like the social aspect of college. Sure. I'm not like if I'm not interested in the subject that I have to study, like, I have a hard tuned out, time. Right. Yeah. yeah. It's no, it's the same. Like, out. cause you, you end up starting to think like, I think my time could be used better than yeah. just sitting here. Yeah, for yeah. sure. And that's yeah. actually, I think, a really business-centric mind. Because yeah. you're like, well, I need to make better use of this time. Yeah. So, but why why did you end up not going? Well, so, I, I did all the... Um, and that, I don't know if you know much about that school, but that school is know. like... It is... Uh, or it was at the time, like, I did my phone interview and whatnot. They offered me um, admission. Uh, I was really stoked, but also really scared because I'm just kind of a homebody. Yeah. My family's here. Like, it's not that I don't, I love to travel, yeah. but making a move like that had, for a while. Yeah. Yeah. Three years. Two years. Presumably. Well, least, two, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Well, they don't let you, you have to speak French. Oh. Uh, and so that's why I was taking French. Uh, you have to be in uniform at all times. Uh-huh. Uh, if you're walking on campus and a chef walks by and you're not in your chef whites. They can ask you to leave. Like, not leave to say, the yeah, yeah, yeah. Holy. Because they're crap. very, you know, it's like a Scoffier style where sure. it's very military, like, you know, we chef, we chef, all yeah, that crap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and not even just a joke, like the real deal. Sure. So, um, anyway, I went through the whole process and, and was, it was totally ready to go. Um, but working in kitchens made me kind of wonder is this what I want to really do with my life? Because that sounds romantic. The whole let's go to France and learn the way. Right. right. You know? Uh, But then I'm like already working in kitchen or in, in Zoot. And uh, I was dishwashing and guard manger and, uh, and prep and all that stuff. A little bit of saute. It was like the kid who gets to sit behind the bar. Mm -hmm. Bartender lets you make a couple drinks. Yeah. Like that. Or it's like, can I pick up that ticket, chef? Yeah, whatever. Whatever, yeah. I'm going to go smoke my cigar. Um, <laughs> Not so, a cigarette, but a cigar. Yeah, he was a cigar smoker. That's wonderful. Yeah, yeah. it's cool. Um, but no, I got kind of just like burned out, or I was burning out, and I was like, dude, I'm not even really doing this for real yet. I yeah. mean, I am. Yeah, but it's I'm not working the shit that job. level of involvement. Right. You're not, you're not like, you don't have to dress up that much, I right. imagine, right? To, no. That's a whole nother level. You're entering the military. Right. And and then it's like, if you invest in that, you you better be that's, a chef. That's it. You know, yeah. that's your, or, or a cook or whatever, you right, know, like right. come in. Um, so I, uh, I had jaw surgery the summer, I guess I was 21. Um, because I had, uh, I had to have my job. It was, elective surgery mm-hmm. but it was to prevent any sort of further like lock jaw or um was it tmj really tmj yeah so i had a malocclusion type 3 which is a crossbite uh-huh. and uh in order to correct it my orthodontist uh i had braces that gave me an underbite uh-huh. and then the idea was to cut pieces out of my jaw and slide it back and, and oh, sew wow. it up to make it an overbite like sure. a proper bite right and uh right. so I left Austin, went home to Corpus for the surgery, stayed there. It went for like 16 weeks with my mouth wired shut. Four months. I lost a ton of weight. I go back to the restaurant. Wait, wait, real quick. What do you eat during that part? Like, how do you, is it all through a straw? Insure and soup. Yeah. Not through a straw, but through like a big syringe that doesn't have a needle. It just has like a plastic plastic in. Oh, man. 
I was brutal. That's real brutal. It sucked. But you look good, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. I was felt. <laughs> Got down to like 160 for the first time <laughs> since high school. Um, no, so I, uh, I got back up to Austin and I go back to get my job back, which I was staying in touch with, um, uh, the chef. Well, he'd left, uh, and a new guy, new chef. And it was like, I started back at the bottom. Oh man. And I kind of felt a little bit like dissed by that. Yeah, that's kind of a diss, man. Yeah. Cause it's like, I was actually like, and the kid I was working with at the time, we were both dishwashers and we're both like, he'd been there maybe a couple months before me. So naturally he gets first dibs, sure, sure. but he's already like moved up to wherever he was in the hotline. And it's like, yeah, you can have your dishwashing job back. So I did that. And then like, I just, the sous chef was such an ass. Like yeah. I hated this dude. He was an ex meth head and he was just so wrong. Yeah. And, um, I remember I was like, you know what? I'm not going to work New Year's Eve here. So yeah, fuck y'all. it was like 10 days away. It's the first time I've ever quit a job without like proper two weeks. Yeah. I was like, I know I'm going to get like screwed with the schedule. So my last day is going to be December 30th. Wow. <laughs> so peace. See you guys. Um, but that's an, uh, in a sense, it's good that it happened because it kind of straightens things out and you kind of see things for what they are. It's like, well, if you're as... That, that there's a loss of humanity kind of to yeah. it and softness and that, well, yeah, that's like, like something that's really important to be I there. get it new chef whatever yeah. it's his kitchen now but, but still like yeah. you know you put some dues in but right. no one's gonna recognize that I had been shitty. there for almost at least a year I think yeah I, I mean that's a that's yeah. not anything to scoff at no you know showed up every shift like for sure yeah I was yeah so I, I from there I followed the old chef um to uh the mansion at Judges Hill, which is now Hotel Ella oh, and all that. Okay. That okay. was two thousand three. Um, they were they were like desperate for um front of house staff because mm. it was a hotel, so they had breakfast starting at six, like yeah, yeah, yeah. room service, you know, all the way up to dinner, brunch, all the whole stuff. So I interviewed pretty well and even though I'd only been a waiter at one place and that place was not on the level mm-hmm. and uh i i like came in they needed me like the next day and i guess i did well because they were like you're awesome thank yeah. you so much for like killing it and um and so <laughs> but then of course i'm given like how do you feel about being the like head waiter at breakfast all right, whatever. So like five <laughs> days a week, and yeah. I, but I made some like Probably. friends that I still have now, no you know. Um, and that. But was, so, did you make the when the, so when you're doing the hotelella, you said and doing that? Yeah, in the like, mansion. Yeah, in the man, the man, the, the mansion, mansion Judges Hill. <laughs> did you already make the the decision then that you're not going to Leon? Oh yeah, you'd made it. Yeah, like yeah, that that. Oh yeah, so coming back from the mouth wired shut. Yeah, the like. I worked at Zoot for the next six months or whatever it was, or yeah. I guess I, I guess six months is exaggerating. It would have been like September, October, November, December, so uh-huh. four months. Okay. And I was like, I, I don't want to do this. I don't so want to be so that the guy. Choice. I don't yeah. want to work with that guy. Like, so it's like no Leon, no Zoot, moving. Well, on. and it's like, and I like, I like this industry because I was getting like enchanted with the waiter side. Yeah, you know, yeah, like yeah. they're the dudes making like all yeah. the money. It's pretty lucrative. Drinking all the good wine. Yeah. And they have to, right? They've got to know. Right. Yeah. And so I was like, I'm going to do that. 
you know like i definitely i'm not going to graduate school i don't want to teach history yeah i i've always loved cooking and i was getting into wine just on my own mm. so i go to um the mansion and that was like my first uh sort of real exposure to real wine i remember working a wine uh uh tasting one time this was pretty early on and this is a group that probably still does this, but mm-hmm. I just don't know where they do it in yeah. Austin. It's this group of guys that um, they're all collectors uh, and they get together and they crush their sellers. Oh, cool. And they do like crazy verticals. And um, I just, I remember the, I remember the words on the label, but uh-huh. at the time they meant nothing to me. Yeah, and I told right, myself right. then like, don't forget this because this means something. Sure. And I never forgot it. Like, yeah. I know what wines I had then, even though then I had no idea what I was drinking. Right. Which They're, is a good. That's a real smart move. Right. It was it was a burgundy vertical uh-huh. of mainly Grand Cru Burgundies from like 74 to like 84. Wow. Of this like great producer. So, I mean, we're talking like. Thousands of really expensive bottles. bottles. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And they're like, here, try it, try it, try it, try it. Like, have the rest. Like, you know, because they're intellectual about it. Yeah, they, like, they want to share it. Yeah. I yeah. mean, they don't, to them, it's not, yeah, it has a price tag, but I mean, that was the first time I had Dom Perignon ever, and it was 1996 Dom Perignon. Wow. You know, like, that's absurd. Yeah. Um, Yeah, Vintage Port from a good year, I think mm-hmm. it was 77, which is a really good year. Um, So, but this is all, but all these, these things are, because you're out of college at this point, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. You don't want to teach. I was 22, 23. 22, which yeah. is like the pro- like just you're a big sponge right. for knowledge, right? Yeah. You get out of school and you're like, whatever is not sitting in a classroom, right. put me in a situation where I'm going to learn, I'm going to talk to people, I'm going to meet people, all these kinds of things. And so the wheels keep, they, they seem like they're turning. So oh, for sure. Is that Did you maybe take your interest in cuisine and, and cooking and kind of shift it to exactly. the components of spirits and or, win, or wine? wine. Whatever, right? Well, yeah. and it was almost just like, I want to be like a a great server because yeah. I like food. Mm-hmm. I like, I, I mean, I gel well with back of house. Yeah, yeah. I think, I think I do. I've got a lot of, well, I'll, I'll ask him. After. Ask, <laughs> yeah. Ask a few. Yeah. See what my rep is around town. <laughs> yeah. I feel like I do. They all like my stuff on Instagram. <laughs> no, I mean, the true I, measure of friendship. Well, <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh, no, I feel like, um, I'm, I mean, cause I know what it likes to have that job. Yeah. I know what, what it's like you're empathetic yeah. you can understand how yeah. it feels yeah and uh and for the most part like i i think most dudes that do that job mm-hmm. are pretty rad dudes you know yeah. and i i hate the whole back house front of house thing so i and even in high school i was like a diplomat yeah i was you know hacky sacking like surf guy like my little friend group mm-hmm. we our nights we would like watch uh david attenborough and <laughs> yeah. really yeah and like just be weird you yeah. know like we were nerdy but we weren't the nerds yeah you know um most of my friends were more into surfing than i was but i still would go out with them yeah, yeah. you know like i would go out in the nice months they mm-hmm. would they were all like surf bums you know but so we were, I wasn't a prep, but mm. I was friends with a lot of the preps. I right. wasn't a, you know, 
jock. Or Seems like you're kind of like a, a man of the people. Yeah. Did like, you ever have any interest in doing like city council work or anything like <laughs> no that? No way. Because I've talked to a couple of people and they're like, yeah. they possess this skill set. They're yeah. like, yeah, you know what? I'm, what do you, you want to rebuild that bill? I'll, I'll sign up for the different zoning. Yeah. Sure, yeah, yeah. Josh, that'd be great. Not after what I've been through, do I want to involve myself in any sort of <laughs> city bureaucracy? No. Now that's fair. That's completely fair. But you said that did that take you to some point? It sounds like you headed into the distribution piece of it. No, not distribution, but um, that was like my first real bartending job was at that hotel. Yeah. And it's funny. Was it a real bartender? Job? No. No. <laughs> no, the service bar was downstairs, but that was nice because like you got to be down there by yourself. Yeah. You yeah. know, try stuff. When I say try stuff, I mean like, what is this Tanqueray gin? You know, <laughs> still, that's yeah. not a bad place no, to learn. No, exactly. Yeah. I mean, uh, that was still like, we were like hardcore in the teeny phase yeah, of things. Yeah. So all of our drinks on the menu were this teeny, that teeny. Gotcha. Um, so it was, yeah, it was great. You know, cut your teeth on bullshit drinks. Yeah. And they're like, um, you, you don't, it's not your reputation. No. You know, so no, you yeah. just kind of immerse yourself like, well, it's, these are the guys are making the drinks. Yeah. And I mean, I didn't even know what I was really looking at anyway. Yeah. You know, like I, there was no such, I mean, it wasn't, there was no such thing as rye whiskey. There was no such thing as rye whiskey in the conversation. Right. At the time. Exactly. It's a thing it was, there. Right. But it's crazy. Maker's it was, like, Mark was bourbon and yeah. that was it. Yeah. That's, you know? It's insane. Even yeah. in Asia, it's like that. Yeah. Jack is the, that's the only bourbon. I'm like, right. But that's not. Yeah. It's it, But it takes a while for that conversation to change. Yeah, for Did sure. Did you notice it changing as you kind of got it? Well, of course, like it? as things progressed, um, I was, um, yeah, I, we were, uh, because we were a hotel, we did catering stuff. Mm -hmm. And so you got to like learn, I mean, because catering bartending is a style too. Yeah. It's sort of like club bartending mm -hmm. with a very limited menu, but it's all fast and it's all at once. It's totally. Fun. And you yeah. look like a dork because you're wearing, you know, your, well, there it was like vest and bow tie. I mean, yeah. you look like Party you're in down. New Orleans, but <laughs> yeah, but you're not. Yeah. You're in West Campus. Uh, but yeah, like really fast service but you do have to smile because it's not like you're at a club yeah you know yeah. and um all that's where you just learn the whole how to execute a whole bunch of plus ones all at once just like yeah. speed port bum, 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 you know so you liked it yeah yeah i liked it i wasn't necessarily like oh i need to be a bartender but what i did want to do was do wine and then that's basically where fino comes in was i uh, Fino opened in 2005. Was that when Bill was there? Yeah. Francisco he, too? Or no. no. Not yet. No, no. So Bill and I were both uh, original hires. Yeah. And um, Because you uh, realize like this, this is the interesting thing. It's like the the Yardbirds, right? So right. Jimmy Page headed uh -huh. out of there. Eric Clapton out of there. Mm -hmm. Fino at that time and it was new in 2005? Is that when it kind Brand of started? Brand new. Yeah, June 2005. There are so many personalities and so many really talented people that came out of that place. Oh, it's Why do you why is that? I mean, I've, I've I mean, been there of course when it was open. I'd been there a bit. Yeah. Um, I mean, I would say timing yeah. and zeitgeist, you yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. Um Bill was the obvious like talent uh -huh. in 2005 of the original bar team. Yeah. That bar opened and it was just like every other 
restaurant bar. Yeah. Sangria machine. Um, more lemon drops sold than anything. Really? Margarita Mojitoville. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Big time. Um, I think, so, Imbibe came out in 2007, uh-huh. right? Okay. So, uh, Bill... I'm romanticizing this story. No, please do. I don't don't think it quite went like this, Uh but I feel like it went like this. He read that book on a a trip to um, uh, New Jersey, where he's from. from, He comes back and he's like, dude, we're doing this all wrong. And it was like like that. A creative makeover. Yeah. That's insane. Well, I mean, because we were doing like infusions and stuff. Like he was definitely like creating cool stuff. Sure, sure. And stuff that was relevant. You know, like we had these drinks that people, we were, he definitely started making Fino uh, a destination Uh and a spotlight in Austin, uh, you know, um, for, for cocktail culture before we even knew that that was, there was a a culture that people gave a shit. Yeah. Yeah. But I guess it's interesting because I think about it and perhaps it's bringing, breaking things down to their fundamentals. You yeah. Know what I mean, like yeah, the, yeah. that saying, oh yeah, there's infusions, there's all this kind of this stuff that's going on, but somehow being inspired to say it can be simpler than this and like whole ingredients in a sense. And better. Like, yeah. And better. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So he comes back and he's he comes pounding back his fist and he, on the he, bar. Well, <laughs> and it was just like, he got a copy of, uh, the Savoy cocktail book. Uh-huh, yeah. Um, I mean, we were doing again, um, trying to implicate ourselves here, but, uh, <laughs> we had, we were doing God's work. <laughs> we had illegal bottles of Luxardo Maraschino. Which is insane that yeah. it would be illegal, right? Because right. it's just ubiquitous now. Right. I know. It's everywhere. Uh, so we were doing like aviations. Yeah. Like on the sly. Yeah. You know, Crim de Violette wasn't here yet. So he had this little mystery bottle where he just like, psh, 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 and then like yeah. tuck it away because he thought it like any day someone's you guys watching. Would get in trouble. Yeah. yeah, it's like no. Isn't that just like a, to think just to think about for a second? Because that's like 2005, so it's mm-hmm. only about a decade ago. Yeah, and that no, this was actually 2007. Oh shit! So even less than a decade. Yeah, yeah, that all of this stuff's like oh yeah, creme de voila. Yeah, yeah, and you know we we all and know this stuff. You can get it. Ten of them. Yeah, you know? exactly. Yeah. That's a profound amount. of of advancement yeah. in a really short amount of time. Well, you go to Tales every year, right? I don't, but oh, I mean, okay. I read up on the, the right. seminars and stuff, yeah. Every year, it's just like, wow. Yeah. Like, there's this many more people, there's this many more ideas, there's this many more products. I yeah. mean, it, it's insane. A year feels like a short amount of time sometimes until you add up what happens in your own industry. Yeah. The I mean, bars it's, that open. It's, it's, it's crazy. Yeah. And so did you guys, you guys had no idea then how influential that program would be? No, not at all. That's good. It keeps you humble. Yeah, of course. (laughs) And I, well, and we weren't, I mean, we were just doing it because it was felt like the right thing to do. I was the wine director Uh and I would go to Bill to be like, you know, is this list balanced? Am I buying the right wines right now? Because I have palate fatigue and what do you think of this? And he'd come to me with his cocktails and be like, what is this missing? Or is this where it needs to be? So yeah, yeah, yeah. it was a great little like complimentary thing. And I mean, I was able to learn the fundamentals that I needed to learn yeah. at the right time. Yeah. You know, like you were there. It's like, okay when to it stir a cocktail. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. God, why is people, I was, I was at work the other day, shaking a protein shake. 
right? Mm. <laughs> yeah. Just, do the do it, which right. is a wonderful thing. I was actually thinking about. I was like, what? What if Josh ever shakes his protein shakes like he shakes his cocktails, <laughs> right? Like we just kind of do the circular thing. But some guys like, oh, you're making a Manhattan, and I'm like, no fucking schmuck would ever shake a Manhattan. I told him straight up. And I'm like, what has happened to me? Right. You know, like right. the, to your point, like stirring cocktails. It is now really part of the the narrative, and it's part of the conversation all the time now yeah. to do things in a, a t- uh, an attention driven way and to do them in like a, a balanced way. Sure. You know, yeah. so did you, do you recall what, if there was a spirit or a scenario that kind of shifted you from wine to the cocktail part of it or was um, it just always flavors? No, I was always, uh, I just felt like it was not maybe the next logical step. Cause I still love wine and I yeah. drink it all the time. It's, uh, for the most part, it's like what I like to sit around and still, drink still other than Calvados, you yeah. know. Um, <laughs> so really wonderful segue, <laughs> yeah. Josh. So we've, you know, every time we pick a bottle, you're the first to pick a Calvados. God bless you. And this is the La Morton, which is a 70-30 split of apple and pear. So it's got nice brightness, but also, also earthiness. This is the Reserva, which you said is around six years. I, I think, think it is. Six and to eight, maybe. And it, probably it, six, yeah. Something like that, but it's yeah. got great color on it. Hopefully yeah. there's no no additives in it. It's Nothing, 40%. Yeah. And what is it that draws you to Calvados? Not that not that it needs any explaining. Any, right. But but there's something about it that's got to be exciting to you. Yeah. Um. I don't know. I mean, I think I, I love brandy in general. Yeah. And uh, I love most things French. I'm, I would, I'd be lying if I... If I said that French wine isn't my favorite, yeah, <laughs> did I say that right? Or is that three double negatives? I don't no, know. Anyway. I'm not really good at math, <laughs> so I just have to say you yeah. might be up one. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> I mean, uh, if I had to have a wine for the rest of my life, it'd probably be champagne. Yeah, you know, um, and and with with that, you know, I think that cognac and Armagnac and Calvados just have this nice little tucked away. Yeah. You can't ever mess with them. I love Laird's. I think Laird's is great yeah, it's for cocktails. Though. It's always oh, way different. Yeah, it's a little punkier. Yeah. You know? Yeah, it's edgier. Yeah, it's it's it rougher. Is. And this is like for somehow more suave. Yeah. I don't know. I don't yeah. know why, but the, the Calvados is always just a little bit more nuanced. Yeah. You know? And I think that's the difference in the personalities, too. Yeah, for think sure. about Americans making spirits and stuff. I mean, I mean bourbon it, is that way, right? It's, it's like it's definitely it's one of those things where uh, it's a spirit of place. Yeah. Oh you know? yeah, absolutely. Can't make it anywhere else. And so you, it there's is an it's, attraction to that. And Armagnac me. to me is like Elliot Smith, mm-hmm. an amazing songwriter that's always underappreciated. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? And it predates cognac. Absolutely. You know? Yeah. It's, it's and their style and everything about it is yeah. Depth. It's definitely like the more like. You know, that's uh, a good. It's a good. Um, a good um, what's a, what's the word I'm looking for? Reference, not reference. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> metaphor. Metaphor. Yeah. Maybe. Exactly. Metaphor. I don't know why. It's always yeah. metaphor, yeah. just by, by yeah. default. Yeah, exactly. Um, because everybody knows the cognac houses. Absolutely. I mean, it just it dominates the market. Yeah. And I mean, they're all kind of bullshit. <laughs> Yeah, there's a lot of deception there. Yeah, oh yeah. A whole other conversation, but... We don't have to get into that. Yeah, dude, but it, but yeah. it, it is. I'm not you talk to, to Nicholas Plotzi just for a yeah. few minutes. Yeah. And you'll know that it's a big fucking sham. Yeah, you know? yeah. Um, and that's... Armagnac is still... 
pretty it's not auto-tuned it's not yeah. overproduced it nope. just is what it is it's still natural. diy is the yeah, thing that's you know? great it's the matador records of, uh, of spirits absolutely you know? yeah. diy for sure yeah so how long were you at fino then total oh geez well i was there so uh i i was the wine director from not day one but year one yeah up until i left which I think was 2012. Oh, really? So you yeah, five seven years. years. So, oh, seven years. Yeah, because I was hired in 2005 oh, right. yeah. as a, just a waiter, and I became wine director uh, with a buddy of mine. We kind of like co-did it. He moved out of town. Mm-hmm. I took it over. Um, that was uh, yeah. And then that's a good. That's a longer stint than most people have. Yeah, for sure. I was there for a long time. I went. Uh, so I started doing Osti also because it's owned by the same folks. Uh-huh. And um and I also went to Vino Vino. Yeah. I kind of wanted to. I was getting burned out on the floor at Fino. Yeah. So I wanted to be the wine buyer still, but just go do something else. And Vino Vino was pretty new at the time. They had just started mm. with their. Uh, by the glass license by the oh, time cool. I was hired. They, they'd been open as a grab and go. Okay. But they... Not were, serving on premise Not yet. serving, yeah. yeah. They actually, he, he kind of got stung for it at one point. Mm. Um, but uh, yeah, so anyway, um, the the wine buying of all those three places is what like really immersed me mm-hmm. and more in the wine than I've ever been. And that's how I got to go to France and, and Italy and all that. Uh, but I was still picking up shifts, uh, like bar shifts at Fino to mm-hmm. cover if Bill needed something. Right. Well, and, and I eventually went back as like the kind of daytime bar guy yeah. to be the like yen to his you yang. Couldn't, you couldn't leave it. No. There's and something, I, and I, there's well, something no, uh, enigmatic about Bill. Yeah. In that sense, you know? and, and also I just, I, I like that aspect of service. Yeah. I like bars. Um, yeah, so anyway, I I uh I left Vino Vino and took a part-time job at Eastside Showroom which had been open yeah, about yeah, yeah, 6 yeah. weeks, 2 months or so. Who was it who was was Dressel down there then? Uh-huh. Yeah. That's where I met him. Oh no shit. Yeah. And then I got him a job at Fino. <laughs> no kidding. There's a lot of so people jo- that went through Fino. And then you both ended up at Cowboy. And then he hired a bill, me a Cowboy. Right? That's insane. As a bill. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I took the job. So Adam Bryan was the bar manager at showroom. And, um, I, uh, I wanted to work there to like hone my chops. What, what, what would have been more complex about it there? Because it was like, that was when E6 was starting to get hip. Yeah. And the kind of cocktail menu, I mean, I'm not going to say that we couldn't do like, cause Fino definitely had like out there cocktails sure. for the type of clientele that were going there. Yeah. Like they had to put full faith in that bar because right. we were making, I even think weirder than they should have been. Yeah. yeah you yeah. know, cause we were just, you know, whatever, you know, having but fun. maybe it wasn't like as classic and old school feeling as you said. Cause that's right. a, that was the vibe. Maybe right. like uh more not well, actually Vintage clinic, clinical or, is a, is a word right. I think about it, you know, it's like, yeah. well, but it's this old one, you know, yeah. Yeah. And also just volume wise, I needed, more. I, I knew Bill had always been talking about leaving. Yeah. I'm going to go do something else. He was, I'm not even sure if Haddington's would have actually an idea at that point, mm. but I knew there was something 
Like he was gonna leave. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, I'm the heir apparent here, and I want to take over this bar program when he leaves because I feel like I'm ready, mm-hmm. but I'm not ready because like yeah, I've tended bar here, but I want to go get my ass kicked. You want to get the PhD, like go right. to the masters and right. And I want to and I want to meet Adam Bryan and yeah. you know Brian Dressel. I didn't know who they were at the time, but uh. Yeah, so I worked there, and I uh, worked there for about 10 months, and then I, I only quit because Bill finally did, like, Haddington's did move happened. And, uh, and then, yeah. Did you move over there? Where? Haddington's? Haddington's. No. No, right? No, I, I, I was at Fino, and I left Fino to go do Weather Up and um, Midnight Cowboy. No shit. Yeah. Okay, I didn't realize that. And that's actually re- relatively recent. Yeah, you 2012. Know, within, yeah, 20, within the yeah. past few years. Yeah, Cowboy was uh, March of 2012. Yeah. South by yeah, the day yeah, of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that you know, it's funny, and you know, I hopefully when it, when I have more conversations and I'll have you know I'll be hopefully doing this for years and get to talk to all these different people from double different regions and stuff. But there is this special moment that is synergistic. God forbid I use that word, but in something in the air helped everybody align to be at cowboy at oh, that time yeah and it was like and i've mentioned this before and i can't remember which which year ewing jordan were all in the olympics it was the first time that we competed 88 maybe yeah, yeah. Like probably the late 80s yeah the dream team yeah you know or 92 and, maybe yeah it, I, don't, yeah. I can't remember i, I just had the, the yeah. score basketball card i can't yeah. remember exactly which one it was but that's what that was oh yeah for austin that oh, yeah. was like so, Justin Elliott at, at some point at least right. Adam Bryan, right. yourself, Brian, um, goddamn, <clears throat> Stephen Robbins, Stephen Robbins, yeah, Justin Mark, just dude, there's just so many fucking people, yeah. Like, did you feel like it was that great? Oh, we knew it. Yeah. Or I mean, that sounds cocky, <laughs> but I mean, but yeah. seriously, like it was like we were all friends, yeah. Like at that time, what you know, in, in a sense, it's like what, what son of a bitch would put you all in the same room together like, yeah what, in, a what, in a closed environment dark yeah. place that smells with all good, the fernet <laughs> yeah yeah like what, what is someone thinking enabling yeah. that group i know but it seems like that was a think tank you know yeah totally and, and i mean it's you know there's two schools of thought with the whole like working with your friends yeah. a lot of people oh don't do that right right but no i mean that's also the people you know have your back yeah. and you can trust. Maybe you can get taken advantage of more easily, mm-hmm. you know, but there's just, you you always know what you're going to get, at least when it's people that you drink with. And that's, there's no way you're not going to be friends with yeah. your coworkers when you're a bartender, yeah, especially yeah. a bartender that only works in, this like high design craft cocktail world right that works in a in a community that's so small and tight as austin yeah otherwise you'd be a misanthrope and you wouldn't be doing it yeah you know it's totally true did it ever take its toll like on your health and your men- no. mental stability I, you always seem kind of put together to me i i would say so i the showroom was hard on me um there I I had a hard shift there that I was like, all right, I'm done. I can't do this. Yeah. And weather up was hard it was on pretty me. Pretty tough too. Um Yeah, no, cowboy was always just cowboy. Yeah. Yeah. I it's mean, it's a it's a known quantity. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean that's that's the best way you 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 there's rarely gonna be like 
an event that, I mean, yeah, you can be there late and you can work four nights or five nights a week and, mm. and that will, that'll put a whole, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I remember Justin was saying that he, lo- once he left Cowboy, he lost like 30 pounds. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. It, it was something pretty significant when yeah. he moved over. It's like, well, yeah, because yeah, I mean, yeah. Yeah, you shame eat when you get home at like yeah. five in the morning. Right. It's just not the good stuff. No. Yeah. Or not, you eat down there and it's not I mean, the good not stuff. Not the good stuff, yeah. definitely. Well, now there's Eastside King, so that's cool. Which is pretty good. Yeah. It's quality. Yeah. But you still can't just eat that all the time. Well, yeah, exactly. Like yeah. you eat the fried chicken sandwich four nights a week. Oh. And, you love it, but you'll yeah. feel it. Oh, yeah. You'll hate it after yeah. a while. When did you get into the world of bitters then? Oh, that was at Fino. Fino. Yeah. So you, I was making those only because I I love Chinese food. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> so we talked about sometimes that. <laughs> that may seem like a non sequitur. Yeah. Like, you know I like bitters because I like Chinese. Yeah, now I've lived up here, so uh, you know I lived up in North Austin for four four years, and um, in basically the backyard of Asia Cafe, and so. That's not an endorsement, so don't go. <laughs> don't like, go eat there all the make time. The, yeah, don't make it hard for people like me. <laughs> um, yeah, so it just seemed kind of weird. I don't know. I, there was a time when I was way more in the whole mixology thing, and yeah. that was definitely like we were already making bitters at Fino. Right. Uh, it was fun. It's this kind of blend of experimentation and science and mm-hmm. art, I guess, and... I was like, you know, there's all of these four ingredients of Chinese five spice mm-hmm. that are found in most bitters. But why hasn't anyone done Chinese five spice? Mm-hmm. And I made them anyway. Like I had probably, I don't know, 18 ounces of them sitting around. I mean, it was a lot. It was a, a lot, full yeah. like liter mason jar. And, uh, I went to a, a bar Congress had just opened and I went to a Japanese whiskey seminar hosted by Naya White. Uh-huh. And after him, uh, this uh, woman that worked for the Green Bar Collective did this like, oh, hey, by the way, we have this like um, contest or whatever. And I remember from Tales of the Cocktail the year before, vaguely, yeah. the first contest that launched that line right right and uh and i was like oh cool well this one's like only for california and texas so that limits the competitors quite a bit yeah yeah. because the first one was like nationwide for sure Mm. because those guys are all from all over the place and uh i was like well man i already have these like around yeah yeah i i remade them though i i remember i i i um I submitted them and I called them like Chinese five spice bitters number two because uh-huh. that was what they were listed on my little on your, sheet, yeah. you know. And they had to edit the five spice part because of you know FDA stuff or TTB. Oh, I, see. Okay. I don't remember yeah, which yeah, one, yeah. which is why they're just called Chinese bitters. And then they took off the number two because they have a weird sense of humor. They were like, <laughs> I don't understand. <laughs> it makes you seem like you've been around in business for a while if you do number two. It's actually yeah. pretty good marketing. Well, it's just Where's like number the, one? the Where... first one I didn't like. And <laughs> I, and, not, and not to, but Reagan's did that. Yeah. yeah. That was the formula that worked. And I was like, well, that makes sense. Yeah, Because this is sure. the formula I like. Um, yeah. And then so uh, 
It didn't hurt that Adam, Brian, and Jeff Bowley were the final judges. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I will go ahead and admit that that was <laughs> Nepotism probably 90% of why I won. <laughs> the other guy that was competing against me, though, I will say, he put up an orange bitter, uh-huh. and while he was explaining to the group uh, when His we had to was present down. it, no. <laughs> he was like, yeah, I chose orange because I don't feel like there's any in the market. And I'm really? not the only one that looked around the room to be like, have you done what any market, market research? do you go to? Yeah. Like Fiesta? Yeah. Because they've got some. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah, they actually Fie- might. Even Fiesta yeah. has They some. might have Angostura orange. Yeah. yeah. But I was like, what? <laughs> orange bitters not in the market? If there's a saturation in the bitters market. And we're it's talking 2011 or and there whatever. there was still though. some. Yeah. Even like 10 there times now. There was Brothers. There was Reagan's. Yeah. There was Angostura. Angostura yeah. There was Bitter Cube. Mm-hmm. I mean, there were at least five in texas yeah scrappies like they were here you know so i was like okay whatever you know um (laughs) but you know there did you enjoy the the experience of having that out there yeah sure i mean uh i it was not it it kind of fell in my lap because i already had them yeah i wasn't trying to start a thing an empire no no i don't even that's the thing that's interesting for me no because i didn't realize that right i see you know you see a bottle you see a brand. It was like you in a hat or something, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, dude, this guy's going to, he's a bitter emperor. You know? <laughs> right. <laughs> but that was not the, you just fell into it. It happened to be something that was utilitarian for you at the Fino. And yeah, they, go. no, it was funny. The whole hat thing is their call, too. Really? It's, I mean, Did, were it, you insulted? No, but they're like, wear like a bartender hat. And I was like, "Oh, well, what is a bartender hat?" Please, you get tell the me. like the S and M seventies hats or the like the leather one and the vinyl hat. Like that's not that's not the right one. No, it's like they they want the you know the steampunk you know cliche yeah. bartender look. And I made like I was on the phone I think with them. Mm-hmm. I was like, "Ooh, I have this awesome like rice paddy farmer hat, <laughs> like Raiden from Mortal Kombat." And I was making a joke. Yeah, yeah, yeah They're yeah. Chinese bitters, you know? <laughs> and they're like... Just slightly racist. Not that just much. The, just, just a, a little bit. Just a kiss, yeah. you know? <laughs> and they're like, why would you wear that? Jesus. <laughs> oh, I was like, never mind. That's not... Okay. Have you not seen Big Trouble in Little China, goddammit? <laughs> we it? will a- go with a driver hat because <laughs> that's what bartenders wear. Right. <laughs> yeah. Do they make you wear suspenders, too? No. Or a vest? I've had to... I, I applied for... Uh, or not applied for, but whatever. Tried out for um, bar rescue. Did you really? To be one of the consultants? Oh, God, yeah. I told them... Um, I'm not your guy. <laughs> yeah, I don't interview. do enough cocaine to be on your yeah. show. Yeah, I can't compete with John Taffer. That was it. I just I could not possibly steal his limelight. So yeah, and I, and I mean, well, the reason I thought of that is you have to dress up like a bartender. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The and one guy that looks like Houston. That, like, do you, you know the guy I'm talking about that looks like Houston Eves? He's like Houston's doppelganger kind of, but he always wears that Newsies cab hat. No, he's on some of the the. And the, he he and Russell Davis and on mm. some of them, and it's just it's just an I, what's the word caricature affectation. Yeah, yeah. It's just if some guy were to yeah. draw you in stupid proportions on this in right. Orange County, like right. that's what it would look like. Yeah, yeah exactly. So you're like, fuck it. I don't didn't want to mess with it. No, I did one uh, when I did the final phone interview. Uh, I was just like, I you know I I don't think this is for me. Yeah. So that's sorry. Good. Well, it just, didn't seem to hurt too much. No, I didn't. I mean, because 
I just, I don't know. I watched the show and I admitted to the produ- to the executive producer when he called me. I was like, I have a hard time making it through your show. Yeah, it's pretty. And nice. he has this whole L.A. like I don't understand. Tell me more about that. You know, like oh he's trying to get kind get of a focused on it. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Because he called. His name was Josh. He's like. Hey, Josh, this is Josh. And I'm like, what hey, is we're, this we're not on the radio, yeah, man. I know. <laughs> it was crazy. I was like, yeah, uh, hmm, hmm. <laughs> I got, I got to go, go change uh, my noodles. <laughs> I got to go make dumplings. Yeah. Like my real quick. Family. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's funny. I mean, and it's probably good that it didn't work out. Like, so you ended up doing the McGuire group. You were consulting yep. for them. That's yep. when I think I had met you. Mm-hmm. And you were doing this brotherly love cocktail, but you also were doing a cocktail, and I I will stamp it, affix it to my memory of what I love about cocktails. You were doing some kind of, I think this was you that was doing a, a sherry cocktail, but you maybe so. Yeah, it's one of those things in there. They would always tell me like, yeah, Josh borrowed this from. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. It was um uh, Jackson Cannon's cocktail. Uh huh. He's a partner at Eastern Standard and the Hawthorne in Boston. In Boston. Yeah. So he and I were uh, co-competitors at uh, the Venus the Sherry competition that's hosted by um, uh, aye, 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 uh, Steve Olson. Oh, Steve Olson. Okay. Yeah, yeah, Wine yeah. Geek. Yeah, yeah. And, and it's actually judged by uh, a couple of the other Bar 5 guys right, right, right. Um, when they're available. Mm-hmm. So that was, yeah, that was a couple years ago. And I... I really like became not fast friends who I was there for two days, uh, but we gravitated towards each other. Like he's a really nice guy. Yeah. He's a little bit older than me. He's a father. Mm-hmm. He's Lots a bar manager. Yeah. Tons in common because we had that thing where it's like, it's hard to be like the guy who wakes up at seven in the morning to make pancakes. When I went to bed at four in the right, evening right. after taking a shot of Fernet. Yeah. And, um, and I thought his cocktail was the best. I really, I mean, the other ones were great. I thought his was crazy imaginative and so simple. Mm-hmm. Um, you have to use sherry, obviously. It's but there's his, something about sherry that is like using MSG in yeah. a meal. You know oh, what yeah. I mean? It's that kind of umami note, and it's uh-huh. kind of has salinity. That it's an easy cheat. Yeah, but a classy one. Right. You know, definitely. I like all the classics that have sherry in it. So uh, I I reached out to him because I wanted a I wanted a bold Sazerac style drink, uh-huh. which is what his was. I mean, we're thinking we're talking about Jeffries here. Sure, sure. If I'm gonna make a cocktail that the type of fella that goes in <laughs> fella, the, it fella. is white. It's white. Yeah, I lived right around the corner. Yeah. Bunch white of bread. white dudes. Yeah. Seriously. Rich. Yep. Um, it has to go in a tumbler. Yep. It yep. can't go in a coupe, or uh, it can. If it's a martini, it can go in a martini sure, glass or sure. Manhattan. But if it's not that, yeah. And and that's how he liked to present that drink. So um, he was totally yeah. He was like, I absolutely, I'd be honored if you featured. It was it, a so. great fucking drink. Man. And never and and obviously not very many people ordered it. But when they did, you know, Blown if you had the right conversation with him, yeah, hey, this is a great drink. I found out later though that uh, they so it's based on the crema de mezcal oh, from the Del Maguey. Oh, okay. The but the crema, the yeah, sweet yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so. someone just swapped out Vita one day, and that was all she wrote for that oh, drink. Oh no, kidding! And I think I was gone by that point. Yeah, yeah. Or yeah. Maybe 
I can't remember. If, you were touch and go, not not maybe mentally, yeah, but mean, just physically. You yeah, were... of course. I mean, I, I I was a manager, so I couldn't really like ten bar there. Right, they right. They didn't want that. They wanted a separation. But I remember like finding that out, and I was like, well, no shit, people refused it, and mm-hmm. that was the sweetness of it. You know, I mean, it was it was uh, manzanilla, like uh, a little bit of. Um, Carpano Antica, yeah. and predominantly Crema de Mezcal. Yeah, which has all the sweeteners. So where, <laughs> yeah. where else is it going to come from? Yeah, so I was like, that's why I hard time selling it. Well, so how long did it take you to figure out that, man, I've got enough licks now. I really have to start my own place. Well, I've been working on that for, I mean, I guess as an idea, yeah. long time. Brian Stubbs, who's my business partner, was the GM at Fino. We talked about opening a place, like getting the idea together, mm-hmm. probably as early as 2010. Yeah. Yeah, because I remember I was working at Eastside Showroom. He came to visit me, and it, that was when Bill gave his notice, yeah. and he, he was like, you're going to take over that bar, and that'll be your opportunity to meet the investor group. Yeah. Oh yeah. Which actually that's not, there's, that's not far from the truth. I met a couple guys that led me to a couple other guys and, and the way the networking works. Some, yeah. Some investors. Yeah. yeah. So 2010 is where the, the seed was planted to do that. Um, and then, uh, by the time I was at Jeffrey's, I was already actively looking for a space. I yeah. had the business plan. Uh, I knew, I knew I I knew that Jeffries was going to be a stopgap. Sure, half step was not in my future or my my planned yeah, future. Yeah, yeah. Um, but that's just because things take longer than they Absolutely. take. Absolutely, you know. Yeah, especially when you talk about state agencies. Yeah, and exactly. Shit. I thought I thought I was uh, oddly or sillyly enough. I thought I was kind of tracking at the same time as half step. Yeah. Um, just based on you know, because I've known Chris, uh longer than half step you know yeah. and talking to him i was like oh, i think we're probably in the same <laughs> it's, it's <laughs> in insane the same like, he just pulls clear yeah. ahead and he's yeah. like oh you fucking know it. yeah it's yeah. like they were they they had all their ducks in a row for sure yeah and yeah. i was still looking i was at all different ponds trying to find the different ducks right you know <laughs> do you do you when i i think about what was or rather what is the thing that is uniquely you that small victory is that small victory captures um well i mean i guess the the wine thing i've i've tried to explain that to people that i uh i don't know if i've done a good job but <laughs> i i still am as much of a wine guy as i am a cocktail sure. guy and you have two mistresses yeah, yeah. uh uh-huh. and i like I think that wine deserves... Well, okay. Maybe this is a better... I'll try to make it a quick explanation. Sure, sure. Um, I love the classic cocktail books. Right. And when you read those books, not only do you get the historical perspective, which totally speaks to like my history you know, interest and yeah, degree, yeah. you realize that they were masters of all. Yes. Like they wrote... Harry Craddock wrote a whole end part on all the wines of the time um they all did because there was no separation there right 
like as a barman, you had to be a master of being a host. Mm-hmm. You had to know like the type of food they served. Yeah. It was like you were basically just an employed party host. And so you had to know wine and beer and all that stuff. You couldn't right. just be like, oh, well, I'm a mixologist, but I don't really care about that other stuff. You know, Master of all trades. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so um, kind of what I'm trying to bring there, other than just a small intimate environment yeah. that, not to say it doesn't exist yet, it just is that. Yeah. You know, like so it is physically a- small. Physically small. Yeah, I mean, it, it seats... I don't know how many it seats yet because I haven't put all the people in there yet. Yeah. Um, but I I don't think we're going to ever have more than 40 people in there. That's incredible. Unless we're breaking code, code. or something. Yeah. <laughs> and then the, the fire department to comfy too. So I guess with that, I, I, want, I want it to be like kind of that intimate, not necessarily a Japanese cocktail bar uh-huh. where it's like 12 seats. Right, right, right. But something that straddles that and a little bit of rock and roll where it can be tight. It can be a little shoulder to shoulder, mm-hmm. but it's not, um, it's not the same as being in like a bar bar. Right. You know? And what's uh, the, what's the, the vibe? If you could explain it like aesthetically, what's the vibe like in there? I haven't seen it yet. Obviously. Yeah. You'll see it next week. Next week. If you're in town. I'm in town. Yeah. Oh. The email hasn't gone out yet. Oh, well, shit. Yeah. Am I on an email Surprise. list, Josh? Hey, <laughs> yeah. all right. Yeah. All right. Yeah, yeah. Soft openings next week. I'm so stoked, You're man. on the list. That's fucking so great. You, Thank you. You can see the vibe. Yeah. Or I can tell you. How about that? Well, well so it's, do you I mean, like aesthetic? Are you an aesthetic guy? Do you like I appreciate colors and stuff? I think I made an aesthetic place. Yeah. Um, it's kind of less is more. Yeah. Uh, if anyone uh, saw Mike's pub before, it's nothing like it now. Which is probably good. I think so. It's a completely different concept. So mm. I don't want to keep any of the trappings of the old place. Yeah. Um, it's better to just not forget it, but fondly remember. And now sure. it's a new thing. It's a homage. So many, yeah. That's yeah. what every every place does. Um, it has these really cool um, exposed concrete pillars and uh-huh. rafter and... Uh, the main ceiling is old 1950s style board form concrete, so it Very looks cool. like a dance floor on the ceiling. Oh, nice! Yeah, because it's it's concrete, so, but it uh, looks you know like who wood. I heard dances on the ceiling? Who? Lionel Richie. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, but I had to <laughs> yeah, fucking do I like it. That. Yeah, that's yeah. good. No, that's so maybe, so maybe there's no promises, of course. But Lionel Richie's been to Austin before. Mm. He's played living rooms before, as ACL was rained out when okay. I was out of town, unfortunately. So it's possible that Lionel Richie will know of Small Victor. This is your invitation, Lionel Richie. <laughs> Bring I it. know absolutely no people that know Lionel Richie. Come at me, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I will style you out. <laughs> please, please do, please yeah. do. So you're aiming for next week. So this is yeah. perfectly timely. Yeah, man. yeah. It's cool. Uh, I would love, man. You know, sometimes these conversations just line up really perfectly. No, so, this is good. Today I got my liquor license. I woke up, checked the thing. I had a missed call from my TABC agent. Yeah. I knew what it meant. And I was just like, oh, I What'd took you the do? long... Did you jump? Well, I actually couldn't sleep well last night. Um, th- I'm just... Yeah, American little... Horror Story is really bugging me, too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm just kind of like, all the crap that's going through my head, yeah. it keeps me up sometimes. And so I woke up at like 3.30 and couldn't get to bed until like 
or, or back to sleep rather until like 5.30 or 6. Yeah. So then I woke up around 8.30 and I'd missed that call and I just laid there until like 9 and I was like, all right, I got to get up and do stuff. And you had a but, voicemail. But I had a liquor license. Well, fucking In congratulations, In the digital man. world, yeah, thank you. It's That's not, an amazing, th- it's not an easy feat. Yeah. I've been there. No, it's been the hardest part. <laughs> it's yeah, typical. Weirdly enough, it's been the hardest part even though, <clears throat> sorry, um, it's a, uh, a pre-existing place downtown. But yeah. I'm not going to talk more about the TABC. I don't no, know. No, it's fine. We both have our our wonderful relationships yes. with the TABC and respective yes. peers. Or excuse me, respective tiers of the wonderful. No kidding. TABC pyramid. Yes. Three tier system. The three tier system. Fucking three tiers. Well, man, it's been incredible. Man, I ha- this is the thing. I love getting to know people because we go about an inch deep. And this is no pun. This is no sexual innuendo. But when you're behind the bar. You can only go so far. Yeah, of course. You can only really reach out so much to people. And, you know, we've been touch and go just in that sense. It's kind of catching each other around bars and stuff. And so I had no fucking idea that all the stuff you've done, man, and all the stuff you've been through. But the best thing is, for some reason, I keep thinking of you and spies like us. Where you're <laughs> like, what do they go? What do you tell me about the security job? Oh, yeah. I just imagine you, and you've got to have like a perfect sidekick. I don't know who it is, but there, there's some comedic cinematic moment that you would capture perfectly and i just don't i can't grasp it right now there there were a few definitely um i mean certainly my my sidekick was my roommate because we were like running game on those uh (laughs) sorority houses do you want some more zarka man we would we would on our shift change we would walk around the block and smoke a blunt (laughs) (laughs) in west campus and make just, more room for the food yeah right? oh my god i know and i just sit there i remember uh real quick one time i was sitting outside this is such a boring job i'm reading uh um oh yeah yeah uh what's the gabriel garcia marquez book? uh the uh, 100 time, years of solitude oh i was thinking of the reading, one, yeah but, time and yeah. yeah love and the lot time of color no i was reading uh 100 years of solitude this girl walks up and she's like, what are you reading? And I kind of show her, I'm like, 100 Years of Solitude. She gives me that look like, impressive. <laughs> and that's when I was like, yeah. This is the best job I have ever had. I just, that, that was class right there. <laughs> I'm the security guard. You're the white girl that I'm apparently protecting. And I impressed you because I can read a book. <laughs> Yeah. Some things never change. Yeah. Nope. That was good. Well, it's brilliant, man. Thank you so much for sharing the Calvados with me. Thank you for uh, sharing it with me. This is it's been my my pleasure. I cannot wait to check. If if I'm invited next week, I'm fucking ecstatic. Definitely. Looking forward to checking out. We will drink all the Calvados. I didn't order any, but I need to. Well, I may uh There's other stuff. There's other it'll be good. Yeah. I think it'll be really good. Thanks so much for chatting with me, John. Thank you, yes. So there we go, everybody. There's Josh Loving, the influential Josh Loving. There when all of the shit began in Austin, developing bitters, developing serps. He's a great father, you can tell. He just he loves his son. He's not going to ever let late nights and getting just laced with booze. He's never going to let that be more important and a bigger priority than being a great father. I I think all of these Josh's experiences, his rich history, kind of comedic past, his 
lightheartedness. He doesn't seem to take himself too seriously. These are all great things, you know, makes him real easy to talk to. Probably makes it really easy for Josh to be successful as well. And so this week, you know, this show will drop tomorrow, Monday. But this Thursday and Friday, I think, officially, and maybe, I hope I'm not the first to announce this. I think Josh will have some stuff going out. But Small Victory will have its soft opening this week. And I am ecstatic to try it out. He thinks 40 people will fit in there. Maybe more will squeeze in, maybe less. But I bet it will be a beautiful experience. And I can't wait to see what kinds of cocktails and what kinds of wines and how everything just kind of comes together in this spot. So, Josh, thanks so much for chatting with me. I've really learned a lot about the history of Austin, in a sense, and the history of yourself. So, small victory again, opening up this week. I cannot wait to check it out, and I'm sure you are all invited, so please join me. All right, so thanks again, everybody, for listening to Show to V. I got to tell you, sometimes I get tired. Sometimes it's hard to pump out all these episodes, but the fact that every now and again I'll say, oh, hey, have you heard the show? Like, yeah, I've heard the show. I love the show. I've got a show. This is a great feeling. So I I am excited, and I really do thank everybody for listening to Show to View with Mike G. And as always, no matter where in the world you are, hanging out with Carmen Sandiego, keep dancing.